law of self-defense content you are about to enjoy is presented for general educational purposes only. It does not constitute legal advice. If you are in need of legal advice, consult competent legal counsel in the relevant jurisdiction. Welcome back to our ongoing coverage of the Ahmad Arbery case in which defendants Greg McMichael, Travis McMichael, and William Bryan are being tried for murder and other charges in the shooting death of Arbery. I am, of course, attorney Andrew Branca for Law of Self-Defense. Today, the court proceeded with jury selection, or voir dire, in the case with the goal of impaneling 12 jurors and four alternates. Although Judge Wamsley, presiding over the trial, had initially expected jury selection would take no longer than two weeks, the unexpectedly slow pace of voir dire in these first few days has led him to become concerned that jury selection could, in fact, take longer than that. Now, today's was the third group of prospective jurors put through the selection process, which each group nominally numbering 20 people. Today's Wadir process mirrored that of yesterday, and I expect what will occur tomorrow. A fresh group of 20 prospective jurors were brought in for general Wadir this morning, although one of them was immediately dismissed for medical reasons, leaving a group numbering 19 rather than 20. General voir dire is occurring in a room other than the courtroom to best accommodate the relatively large size of each group of prospective jurors, and we'll share our notes and video of the general voir dire pre- proceedings with you. Uh, we share the video in the text version of today's content. Now, of particular note from today's general voir dire, nearly 60% of today's prospective jurors indicated that they had already formed or expressed an opinion as to the guilt or innocence of the accused. Nearly half of today's prospective jurors had formed a negative feeling about one or more of the defendants. Nearly 70% of today's prospective jurors owned firearms kept within their household, and about half that number had obtained non-military training in firearms. Substantial majorities of today's prospective jurors believe that people of color are treated fairly by the police in particular and by the criminal justice system generally. And nearly half of today's prospective jurors indicated that they had circumstances at work or home that would diminish their ability to focus their full attention on the trial if they were called to serve as jurors. After general voir dire was complete, the court moved back to the courtroom where individual voir dire involving questioning of prospective jurors one at a time was undertaken. As was the case yesterday, however, while broadcast cameras provide video of the defendants and defense counsel during individual voir dire, the audio is muted. So there's little to be learned from these individual voir dire broadcasts. Once again, today's general voir dire was a four-stage process with welcoming remarks and a few questions from Judge Walmsley, then extensive questioning by Prosecutor Linda Dunikowski, more succinct questioning by Defense Counsel Jason Sheffield, and finally closing remarks and cautions to the jury by Judge Walmsley, after which the court transitioned into individual voir dire. Before we dive into the individual details of today's general voir dire, however, 
I'd like to mention the sponsor of today's content, which is, of course, CCW Safe, a provider of legal service memberships, what many people mistakenly call self-defense insurance. In effect, CCW Safe promises to pay its members legal expenses if the member is involved in a use of force event. And those expenses start big and get bigger fast, folks. If you've had to shoot someone in self-defense and they've died, you're charged with manslaughter or murder, it's easy to burn through $200,000 pre-trial, folks, before you ever get to the trial. So if you don't have that kind of money stuffed in a mattress, just in case you're ever compelled to defend yourself or your family, it can be helpful to have a partner standing behind you to make sure you have the resources you need to fight the legal battle the way you want it fought, as if the rest of your life depended on it, because really it does. Now, I've looked at all the companies out there that offer similar kinds of services, and I found that CCW Safe is by far the best fit for me. I'm personally a member of CCW Safe. My wife, Emily, is personally a member of CCW Safe. Whether they're the best fit for you is something only you can decide, but I do encourage you to take a look at what they have to offer by pointing your browser to lawofselfdefense.com slash ccwsafe. And if you do decide to become a member there, you can save 10% off your membership using the discount code LOSD10, that's L-O-S-D for Law of Self-Defense, and the number 10 at that URL, lawofselfdefense.com slash ccwsafe. Okay, so let's dive into the general voir dire of today, beginning, of course, with Judge Walmsley's welcome and questions for the prospective jurors. Uh, These opening remarks were essentially identical to his remarks from yesterday, and I expect the same will be true tomorrow. It was here, during questioning by Judge Walmsley, that a substantial majority of the prospective jurors, 60% of them, indicated that they had already formed or expressed an opinion of guilt or innocence of the accused. So because Judge Walmsley only had four questions, I'll go through them each specifically here. He asked them, are any of you related by blood or marriage to any of the defendants or Ahmad Arbery? And none of the prospective jurors were. He asked, have any of you formed or expressed an opinion of guilt or innocence of the accused? And 11 of the 19, 60% of them said they had. He asked them if they had any prejudice or bias in mind, either for or against the accused, and two of them answered in the affirmative. And he asked them in the negative, is your mind not perfectly impartial between the state and the accused? And five said that was the case. At that point, Judge Walmsley handed over General Voidier to the state in the form of Senior Assistant DA Linda Dunikowski. So once again, Assistant DA Denikowski took about 40 minutes to work through roughly 80 questions, identical to those she asked yesterday, as well as to read through a lengthy list of prospective witnesses to see if any were known to the panel. There were no particularly notable responses, individually or collectively, to the state's questions. Now, given the multitude of the questions, I won't read them all off here. But you can find the questions in written form and the individual juror responses in the text version of today's content. And of course, we've embedded the video of her questioning of the prospective jurors in the text version of today's content as well. Now, having completed her questioning of the prospective jurors, Assistant DA Donikowski turned the pool over to the defense for their questioning. And it seems that 
Defense counsel Jason Sheffield was selected again from among the greater group of defense attorneys to ask their general voir dire questions on behalf of all of them. Although I note again, technically speaking, attorney Sheffield represents only Travis McMichael. Now, it's notable that Sheffield again introduced Travis McMichael as former Coast Guard without objection from either the state prosecutors or the court. Uh, The first time he had done this with the first group of 20 prospective jurors, the state had actually asked the court to dismiss all 20 of those jurors under the rationale that referring to Travis McMichael as former Coast Guard was impermissibly burnishing his character in front of the jury. The court declined to do that. And ever since then, Sheffield has continued to introduce Travis McMichael as former Coast Guard. So I presume the court's okay with it, and that will continue to happen moving forward. Now, Sheffield's questions elicited several of the more notable findings from today's general voir dire, including that nearly half of today's prospective jurors had formed a negative feeling about one or more of the defendants. Nearly 70% of today's prospective jurors owned firearms kept within their household. About half that number had obtained non-military training in firearms. Substantial majorities of today's prospective jurors believe that people of color are treated fairly by the police in particular and by the criminal justice system generally. And nearly half of today's prospective jurors indicated that they had circumstances at work or home that would diminish their ability to focus their full attention on the trial if they were called to serve as jurors. Sheffield's questioning in the pool took about 18 minutes asking about 20 questions, identical to those he asked yesterday, of course. As with the state's questions, I won't read them aloud here, but I have, of course, included them in written form and the video of the defense questioning in the text version of today's content. And, of course, you can find that text version of today's content at lawofselfdefense.com slash arbory. After the defense had worked through its questions, the proceedings were returned to Judge Walmsley uh, for closing remarks and cautions to the prospective jurors. He informed them that they take a short recess and then transition into individual voir dire in which they would be questioned separately to follow up on whatever issues had come up in general voir dire. This, of course, would occur back in the courtroom. He cautioned them that until he instructs them otherwise, they were not to discuss the case amongst themselves or with others, not to search out information about the case, not to visit the neighborhoods involved, none of that. Further, if anyone approaches them about the case or is discussing the case within their hearing, they are to notify the court. And with that, the court recessed to come back into session a short time later with individual voir dire. And as I've noted, individual voir dire is broadcast without sound. So that broadcast is of little use for purposes of our analysis. Basically, the broadcast of individual voir dire consists of video of the defense attorneys and the defendants sitting around a table without sound for hours. Presumably, local journalists will be reporting the bare facts, such as how many jurors were dismissed, how many were seated, how many strikes were used, and we'll share that information with you as it comes our way. My understanding is that so far, a number of jurors have been dismissed, a sizable number. A few have been, quote-unquote, qualified, not dismissed, but that none of them have yet been actually seated. Okay, folks, that's all I have for you on this voir dire process today. Remember... If you carry a gun so you're hard to kill, that's why I carry a gun, so I'm hard to kill. My family is hard to kill. 
then you owe it to yourself and your family also to make sure you know the law so you're hard to convict. Until next time, I remain attorney Andrew Branca for Law of Self-Defense. Stay safe.